Star Trek Beyond is the latest in the new Star Trek trilogy, but does it go beyond our expectations? I'm Mike. And I'm Darren. And this is Pop Score. Entertainment movie review podcast. Darren nearly drops his drink. As always, I am Mike. I'm always Darren. That was a good start. Woo! We've been gone a long time with Pop Scorn. We haven't we have. done one in ages, and there's a lot of movies that have come out that we haven't seen, and for some reason we saw Star Trek Beyond. Well, I wanted to watch Star Trek Beyond. I for w- some reason, yeah. you watched Star Trek Beyond. Now, I was ambivalent to Star Trek Beyond, but I had the opportunity to see it, and I thought, okay. You may have remembered from uh, last year, there was a stint where I was asking at the end of every episode, have you watched Star Trek Into Darkness yet? Darren, ask me. Michael, have you seen Star Trek Into Darkness yet? Yes, one hour yeah. before I saw Star Trek Beyond. <laughs> <laughs> Literally an So hour you haven't before. seen the original Star Trek? What, you mean the... The, 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 the original reboot? Yeah, that one. Oh, you've seen that I one? I like that movie. What did you think of Into Darkness? It was a bit boring. As really? It, as it, it gave me a lot of things I liked, which was more Scotty. Um, yeah. And a lot of things I didn't like, which was the blandest retelling of The Wrath of Khan you could possibly hope did to Did you not imagine. like um, uh, the Cumberbatch as Khan? Okay, Cumberbatch was enjoyable. But yes. he's enjoy- he, he has a baseline enjoyment. It's whether or not he excels or not. So mm. in stuff like Sherlock, he's brilliant. I imagine Doctor Strange is going to be brilliant. Yep. And then the stuff he's just not that great in. Mm. And, and there was a lot kind of, of things. There's a lot of twists they did in that movie that I liked, um, but I did not like the whole. Let's do a swap version. Sorry, before we talk about Star Trek, Earth, we just talk about Into Darkness. Where at one point they don't know how to get out of the situation where Khan has commandeered one of the largest ships in the fleet, so he literally phones Old Spock, and even Old Spock was like, oh. "He's evil. <laughs> you should have probably stayed away from him." <laughs> yeah. That, that now, old Spock. That was fucking dumb. <laughs> that was. Like, there's a lot of really awkward bits where they have to crowbar in some plots. Like, they're all having this tense conversation and go, Bones, what are you up to all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah. I'm injecting this fluffy thing with some injection. Don't ask why. <laughs> uh, look, the tribbles are back, everyone. Buy a tribble. Um, <laughs> oh, look, the fluffy thing's alive. Let's go stab Jim. So, um, let's be honest. When we last left the Enterprise crew, which for you was some years ago, and for me was an hour before the new movie. Yeah. That movie wasn't great. It was it was certainly better than the critics were making it to be. The critics said it was like a sacrifice of the of this franchise. It wasn't. It's got Watchmen syndrome. Yeah, that people have to compare it to the Wrath of Khan. So okay, but then Star Trek Beyond comes out. Yes, the new director. Yeah, Justin Lin of the Fast and Furious movies. Yeah, I was like, this could be an interest. This could go either way. Now this this had the Ghostbusters effect for me. Um, in that that I saw the trailer, I was like, well, this looks shit. And I was yeah, just, I was very much clocked out. At that I, I think it had a very bad opening trailer. The 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 Beastie Boys one wasn't great. They had admittedly a better follow up one that I enjoyed more. Um, but yeah, so Michael, quick thoughts yeah. on Beyond in a nutshell: thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, or thumbs down. Well, it's like I should probably enjoy this movie because it's written by Simon Pegg. Yeah, it features more Simon Pegg, which I I like Scotty. I like the new Scotty. Yeah. Features them actually going to alien planets and doing alien things. Yeah. I liked it. 
You liked it, it was Michael. All right. yeah. I thought I thought it was all right too. I, I wouldn't say this was a fantastic movie. No, but not, I liked it not just fantastic, as much as the other two. It wasn't offensive. It wasn't offensive in the no. slightest because it's just it's a standard action movie. It's it's like it reminded me of if we did like a really ramped up version of the original Star Trek TV series where they just spend an episode on a foreign planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Unlike what, like, yeah. what you normally get in, say, like the Next Generation, where it's like a lot of dicking about on the Enterprise. Yeah. Which was what Into Darkness was. Yeah. This, even though I prefer Next Generation, but whatever. This Carry on. felt like a bottle episode of Star Trek. Yeah. Which is odd for it being the thematic end to this trilogy. Though we now know it's not going to be a trilogy. They're going to do a fourth one, and somehow they're bringing Chris Hemsworth worth back yep somehow. even though he died very quickly at the start of the first one but there we go we're gonna get chris hemsworth like, into when do i get to be thor yet boom we've got to get him into every goddamn movie it seems but okay that's fine um well let's start with their lead yes chris pine yes as captain tiberius Cook, a divisive fellow shall yeah. we say some people really dislike chris pine some people really like chris pine I think I'm in the... I kind of like Chris Pine. He's all right. He, as far as... I think he's got a bit more something-something to him than, like, your generic movie star leading man. He's far from my favourite in terms of this movie, in terms of just actors in general. But mm. he's okay. Like, if I had to... If I saw him in something, it wouldn't be an instant turn-off. Like, when there was the talk that they were going to do uh, a new male Ghostbusters and he was going to be part of the team, I was like... Okay. He's inoffensive, his old Chris Pine. Yeah. But I think he's a cut above you, like your Taylor Kitches and your um, um, your Sam Worthingtons and, and the like. I think he's better than them because I oh, think yeah. he, he, he brings a new take to this Kirk, whilst it very much still feels like Captain Kirk. I mean, we'll bother it now. We're not Star Trek fans. Well, okay. We, you have to, if you had to pick Trek or Wars, oh my God, Trek goes even, in the bin straight away. It's not, not even close. Funny. I despise early Star Treks. Can't stand them. Fair enough. I've only been on board since these movies came about. Wait, um, wait, but you don't even like like no. Patrick Stewart Picard? No. Oh, I like that. No. Had a life, Michael. Um, didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I, I like what he's doing with Kirk. He doesn't pull his stupid face in this movie as much as he usually That's does. That's true. He's Chris Pine being punched in the face face. Yeah, the boar. No, oh, yeah, that kind that of duck lip. Uh. <laughs> yeah. He only does it when he lands on the teleporter thing. He's like... Uh. But um, no, he has a good turn in this one. Yeah, he's okay. I, I I liked what he was laying down here. He showed that he's a leader. He shows that he can be funny. He can show. He's got of, he's got charm. He's but, got layers. Yeah, he's got he's got charm for definite. But he does feel a bit like you know, how do I put it? Like he's contractually obligated to be a part of the final act. Where where like true, but mm. I, I feel like I feel like on this one he does a better job of shouldering the responsibility of being a leading man. I at, think at points, there's a lot of points in this movie because for those who may not have seen the trailers, the the Enterprise crew essentially get uh, split, up. split up and uh, deserted on a foreign planet in a nebula that is unexplored by an enemy they don't know. They've, yes. they've gone beyond the charted star systems. Beyond? Ah! They've gone beyond the charted star systems to explore new life. Yep. And unfortunately, the first thing they met tries to kill them. Um, so Not a lot right. of this, a lot of this movie balances on new and interesting relationships between the crew. Well, this thing, I think the Simon Pegg wanted to explore new relationships because you know the the Kirk Spock dynamic has been done to death, so they're wanting to split people up. But I feel like weirdly, it doesn't actually rely more. It doesn't rely on the team as much as the previous two did. They very much felt like ensemble pieces, whereas this very much felt like Kirk's movie. He okay. was the, This is the impression I got at least okay. That he was the lead character 
And some people are actually kind of downplayed from their previous roles. We'll get to that in a second. Um, but yeah, we, we won't we won't necessarily say what happens that deserts them, but they are split up into little groups. You've got Kirk with Chekhov, um, Anton Yelchin. Anton Yelchin, unfortunately. Who, who unfortunately passed away yep. before this movie happened. Um, well, he's in the movie, but he yeah, passed away yeah, before it's released. Yeah. Um, Chekhov's always just kind of been there for me. He's fine. He's fine. I mean, obviously... You, <laughs> The, the, the dude died and that sucks but that shouldn't stop us from being critical but he didn't do anything overly offensive but he didn't make that big an impression compared no. to the rest of the cast which is unfortunate it's he's, very unfortunate he's kind of a like he's a plot device because he's a genius he can figure stuff out but ev- yeah. everyone in this moment has like a, a everyone in this film has like a brief flash of being a plot device where they couldn't leave no amazing science off the top of their head well they did that in the previous one didn't they um, Chekhov was sent down to the engine room for reasons. Well, that's because Scotty wasn't there and they need to send the smartest man there, and that is Chekhov. Um, then we have um, the the other kind of major focus. Well, actually, no, uh, Simon Pegg's also a kind of a major focus in this, but not so much. Uh, we have Bones and Spock. And I continue to love Carl Urban and everything he does. See, Bones are kind of great on me a little bit. Oh, I love um, Bones. I love Bones. I, I, I kind of like a man that adamant about not going into space. Why is he in space all of the time? <laughs> yeah. Like, he kind of, he, he protests too much. They're like, okay, just stay on Earth. No one's forcing you to go into goddamn well, it's, space. It's, it's, it's the trifecta of classic Trek, apparently. I had to look this up. Of um, Spock, um, Bones and, uh, and Kirk. Spock, yep. Bones and Kirk. Yes. Um, that they would do that as Spock is the brains and and bones is sort of like the brawn the fight or flight and then kirk's the heart as it was um and that's pretty much dismantled in this movie so that they can all go and do their own thing um which is interesting because um zachary quinto who plays spock pretty much had one character trait this movie which was unfortunate i mean i know he's a vulcan and he doesn't really emote all that lot but his entire plot thread was i'm hurt essentially that was the entire movie for him no um... i got hurt (laughs) into darkness was more of a spock movie yeah and the fact the original star trek was more of a spock movie i think when you take him away from jim your your easy dynamic to explore is taken away you've then got to explore what he's like with bones and basically he's just a bit of an android so, no, this wasn't... I, I still think he does a great turn as Spock, does old Zachary Quinto. But I think this is the lesser of his three movies. Yeah. In terms I, of he's kind of had his... Like, his big moment for me was in the first movie where he's struggling to come to terms of being a half-Vulcan. And, yep. and he has that moment where he can't control his emotion. Kind of feels like Spock's got nowhere to go now. He feels like he's coasting. Yeah, he just feels like... Because uh, they, they throw in that plot of, like, you know, they, they, they tastefully deal with the death of Leonard Nimoy by saying that... Um, um, Spock Prime has passed away, and he's thinking I need to go back to Vulcan to repopulate my species, etc. So that's that was fine, but yeah, that he a little bit of a minor spoiler alert. Obviously, that he doesn't go through with that in the end of the movie. At least it's not implied that he goes through with that at the end of the movie. So yeah, he does feel like Spock's just kind of spinning. It always feels like they've reached like a new point of his relationship with Kirk at the end of a movie, and then reset it back to normal Spock-Kirk relations at the start of the next one. Which weirdly is something they didn't do with Spock's relationship with Uhura, which has, which has been described in very polarising views. Uh, Uhura, of course, still being played by Zoe Saldana, who I believe should stick to being painted green. Yeah, she she was a nothing character. Yep, not this. there. But that's fine, because in the last movie, I really hated her. I really thought the whole um, Spock and Uhura having a bitchy fit argument 
in the middle of a tense battle was really fucking stupid. So in this start, this movie, they're like they're on a break because Spock wants to go and shag Vulcans, and that's that plot thread. That's said, never yeah. revisit that. Yeah, she's she's again used to. Oh, I've I recognise that voice. I recognise that communication. Doing a horror stuff and not really being a three dimensional character, which is fine. Like. No, well, it's not following this not three-dimensional character, but showing her usefulness. There's a scene where she starts talking in this uh, unknown language. She's just kind of like, yeah, I can do it. Um, and that was pretty cool, but that lasts all of about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And apart from that, Uhura spends most of this movie locked in a cage. Sweet. Woo! Uh, alongside um, uh, Sulu, played by... Uh, John Cho. John Cho from How Don't Get the Munchies. Yeah. Uh, he's gay. That's a thing. That's a thing. What was the controversy about this? Apparently, there was a controversy oh, about this. Christ knows. It was. Like, it was such a like a little thing of like you just see him walk off arm in arm with a man, and that's and, it. Well, you know, there's always people in Texas, Michael. Well, no, um, it's not. It's not even that. It was a case of they made him gay, and then they said, "By the way, he's gay in this movie." It's like, did that matter? And then the original Sulu, whose name I forget, um, um, uh, Takai. George Takai was like, no, he shouldn't be gay. I'm like, you're gay. Uh, Oh, God. George Takai said that. Yeah, George Takai didn't agree with Sulu being gay in this movie because Sulu wasn't gay in the original series. And like, who cares? It's a fucking movie. They did that in tribute to you, George Takai. (laughs) And he's saying, no, don't pay tribute to me, you bastards. Yeah. Uh, Everyone's offended at something. Anyway, let's continue. But he also felt less in this movie it was a non-existent it, again they pretty much just went can we get an action scene out of these two no chuck them in a cage for the rest yeah, of the just, movie it's so odd it feels like in splitting up the team we've somehow spent less time with everybody yeah well because they're pretty much all together most of the time in the in the first movie and, and a lot of the second movie they're on that bridge together and you're seeing the interplay and I think that's where these characters work best is in that situation you split them off from that dynamic and it seemed like they didn't find a lot of room to manoeuvre with them I was bored whenever we were spending time with Sulu in a horror. I was I, I, I was liking the bones and the and the Spock for the most part. That was fine. Um, Chekhov being kind of a nothing. They're only together for a limited amount of time. Chekhov and uh, and Kirk before they get to Scotty, played by Sam Pegg. Yeah, he's good. Love Scotty. He was good. Uh, he kept he said lassie to the point of of, of infuriation. Of like, oh, pick another Scottish word for a woman. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had. Jayla. Yeah, played by Sophia Butella. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing yes, that right. Yes, who is um, the woman from Kingsman with the legs. Yes. With, well, without the legs, yeah. in fact. Not, um, not that you could tell, because she looked no, completely I, different in this movie. I couldn't figure out who it was, because I didn't look up who it was before the thing. I couldn't figure out. Now, now it's... I'm like, oh, of course it is, yeah. yeah. Um, I liked her. I did like her as well. And I really liked the dynamic between her and, and Scotty, and I thought that was really fun, and the way that she's integrating the team with her sort of heavily survival based background mm-hmm. she's been stranded on this planet for ages she's suffering the same fate that might go, go against the Enterprise crew so she knows what it there is and they have to rely on her a lot but she's obviously distrustful she's on this planet on yep. her own cut off from her people who might be dead exactly so it's it's a difficult situation I think Sophia Boutel is probably one of the best things about this movie I think her, Scotty, and moments of Kirk were the best bits. Yeah, when 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 Chekhov and Kirk meet those two, that's when the movie started to get back. Yeah, there was a there was a chunk in the middle of this movie where it kind of the the pace slowed down. I was getting a little bit bored, and I checked my watch and saw there was still an hour left. 
and I couldn't <laughs> believe it had only been like 45 minutes at this point. I was like, oh god. It did eventually find a stride, and the last, the the kind of final act of this movie is really good and yeah. really bowls along at a nice pace. But yeah, um, yeah. Once that happens, and we get that dynamic, we find out about the old ship that's on this thing and how they got to get that up. It started to work. Uh, we haven't yet touched on the villain. It uh, well, the villain is named Kral, and I think talking about who plays him is a bit of a spoiler. Really? I think everyone knows who it is. Does everyone know who it is? I think everyone knows that it's Idris Elba. Okay, so potential... Oh, okay, you've just, <laughs> you just straight up spilled it. It's Idris Elba. It's Idris Elba. But they don't know why it's a funny thing to know it's Idris Elba, so... It's okay. Um, yeah, Idris Elba plays Kral. He's doing... My brother didn't figure it out until he said he started doing Idris Elba things. <laughs> which apparently he's talking with his head slightly bowed and doing this a lot. And he said, then he clocked that it was Idris Elba. Jesus. And I was like, right, okay. See, I knew it was Idris Elba going in when I was looking. I was going, well, that's that's, that, Id- that's Idris underneath all that stuff. That, there's a okay. lot of stuff on him. Oh, he did God, not look yeah. like Idris Elba. And still he started doing like, Idris Elba things. Yeah. <laughs> the Idris Elba alien, uh, who is... Uh, Kral's sort of like this sort of like mutated alien creature that's yeah. that sort of runs this scavenger planet. He's got like a prison keep and he's got henchmen, as you would expect. And cool like micro fighters for ships. Oh yeah, the um, a swarm the basically. Swarm based. Bees were they called? They, they, they were, they were bees. Re- referenced as bees. But yeah, basically he's an alien that shoots bees and it's all it's all very interesting, and by that I mean there's absolutely zero point in this villain existing. Um, I didn't really enjoy him. He was very. He was one note up until the point. Yeah, which I'll, we'll get which to. Which unfortunately came at about the last twenty minutes. Yeah, we'll get to that in the spoilers. But yeah, there was a point where I started to enjoy it a lot more, but for the most part, he was just a generic. I'm here to kill everybody to like, a bad guy. And even though I didn't enjoy Cumberbatch that much in the last one, I still say Khan was a bit more multifaceted. Yeah. Yeah, there was like, more going on there. Yeah, like when, like in the last movie, when Khan was like, "Look, all these warheads have filled my people, so you can't do jack." I was like, "Oh, that's interesting. That's actually a thing that we can work with." Mm-hmm. Whereas he's like, "Don't like people. Great, cool." You eventually find out the one that is. I think at that point it becomes cool. But yeah, for the most part, forgettable. Um, we haven't talked much about the Enterprise. We haven't. Which was which was fine. It doesn't actually. If you've seen the trailers, you know what you know why we're probably not talking about the Enterprise all that much. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the action in this movie? Uh, a step up from the last movie. I'd say so. Yeah, definitely a step up, and I think that probably is thanks to Justin Lin, because uh, yeah, because he knows how to shoot action. Um, I don't think maybe he knows how to shoot CGI action all that much. I think he's very much. A he, practical guy. He's, by well, he's not even practical. I think he's just better with things that actually physically exist. Yeah. As in, like, there was a lot of the points in this movie where I was going, like, oh, motion sickness. And I don't get motion sickness. But this movie was kind of like, there's too many effects happening at once. See, I was okay. I actually have the opposite problem. I think his effects work was really good. Oh, I didn't think And it there were some really high-quality moments near the end, especially. My problem was his goddamn shaky cam in fight scenes. There were so many like hand-to-hand scenes or, or you know mo- scenes in this movie shot entirely on shaky cam, and it was nause. It was transformer levels of nauseating yeah. at some point. Of like, I cannot tell what is going on. There's a point where Bones and um, Spock land in a ship, an enemy ship, and press an airlock button, and two people go shooting out. I genuinely couldn't tell if that was Spock and Bones or if the two aliens had shot it. <laughs> Can you imagine? Because it just it's so clustery and so. 
Bang, well, well, crack, that, bang, that scene in itself is just claustrophobic and wasn't fun to watch. Really? No, I'll, we'll get to that in spoilers because um, we say that for the spoilers. But yes. um, but no, I, I kind of like the action and the visuals, especially when they go to the space station. It's certainly a lot more colourful than the last one. Yeah. The last one was very blue and orange and maybe grey. Lens flare. Yeah. yeah. Whereas this movie was like, I mean, Jayla's like an interestingly coloured character because she's got like the the sort of like the white pale skin with the black tribal yeah, lines. With the, with the, and the world yeah. and the world itself has got like hues of like green and reds. Uh, the space battles look a bit more interesting because the, all the ships look different. Yeah. And because we don't have to deal with like the clinical white of the yeah, we, we're very rarely in that type of environment. No, it's a, it's a lot it's a lot more vibe. One vibe thing I have just remembered that I forgot to bring up and I wanted to bring up. Go on. Um, Starfleet don't like paying their electricity bill, do they? There's a scene. This isn't spoilers. There's a scene where Kirk is being offered a promotion, essentially. This is yeah. before they head out into uh, unexplored territory. Yeah. He's like, you could become an admiral if you want. I'm like, oh, I'll think about it. The entire scene is lit by one frigging bulb. Oh, yeah, it was quite dark in that scene. It was like, wasn't it? I remember, like, it, yeah. It's hardly like a secret society. It's the it's Starfleet. I know. Like, what the hell is going on? And that happened at the end of the movie to as be well. Fair though, have you seen how bright the lights are on the ships? You probably need that just to decompress your eyes. <laughs> yeah. And just the blinding blinded by the light. You need like the, the, the darkness to bring you back down. Yeah. What I will say, the the one thing that worried everyone from the trailer was other than the choice of music, which we'll get to after the spoilers, was the the bit with Kirk on the dirt bike. I actually really liked that scene. I quite enjoyed that. It yeah. was quite a fun scene. Yeah, it, it kind of seemed the, the the introduction to when, when like the dirt bike. So I was like, "It's a dirt bike there." We'll get to that in a minute. <laughs> that looks like fun, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I, I but that scene was great. I really it was enjoyed contrived, that. But I did really like that scene. It yeah, was yeah. fun. Uh, right, can we get to the spoilers now? Shall we? Uh, anything else we need to clear up before we I go? I don't think so. I think we've mentioned everything that, that yeah. we can kind of mention at this juncture. Oh, there was a traitorous alien um, who I believe was played by uh, Lydia Wilson, I, I think. Know. Oh, right. I that that plot thread was just ridiculous. It's like, oh, I've been attacked by Kral. Ah, psych, I haven't really been attacked by Kral and I'm dead now. And <laughs> that was that plot. Well, summed up, Michael. Um, no, you're right. It was, it was kind of... Ridiculous, but um, I give a thumbs up to this movie overall. Yeah, that, if, I think in terms of like just because we haven't really got a big space action movie until Rogue One comes out in mm-hmm. December, this is fine. It's this it's, will do you. It's great. It's okay. It's like it's not great. It's okay. It's, it's a fine. solid end to a solid trilogy. One that never really reached the heights of, of you know the true classic space operas, but perfectly serviceable, perfect summer action movie. Go give it a go. Yeah. It's fine. Do I don't it. think you really need to see the other two. Yeah, you can enjoy this solus. A lot of what happens in Into Darkness never gets brought up again. There no. are characters in Into Darkness that don't make it into this movie. No. I, in I, fact, this kind of feels more like a, a sequel to the first one. Yeah, it does. Because you, you get... Like, the first beat of this movie is Spock Prime has passed away. Yeah. Kirk has been recognised by Starfleet. So, the entirety of Into Darkness need not have happened. Really. Yeah. No, you are right. Right. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Um, it's not much to spoil, but, you know, well, let's talk about Well, it. obviously, the crawl thing. Yeah. I think he gets saved near the end when it's revealed that he's a a, a former um, Starfleet member. He used to be a, 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 a commander in the Imperial Army or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he was a commander of the USS Franklin, which is the ship that they find crashed on yes. the thing. Uh, Captain 
Edison, Balthazar Edison, yes. something like that. Yeah. And he gives that speech on the webcam as to why he's going to be crazy. Yeah. I liked that. After that, I was kind of brought into what he was doing. I thought the, the mutation of... thing was stupid, but apart from that, it was fine. No, I, I liked that. I, I liked the fact that, you know, he's so determined to stay alive and to kill Starfleet that look what he's done to himself, basically. No, I, I, I feel it was a better bait and switch than the whole Khan thing. Because we didn't re- we didn't see this one coming at all, and it, it was nice. It was a nice like he now has a reason for truly hating, you know, Starfleet. He's gone off the deep end a bit because he's lived in isolation for so long, but he has a legit thing. They abandoned him on his fucking planet, so fair fucks. I like that. Fair enough. He led for an interesting fighting battle where they're fighting over an airlock. That was a bit odd. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, why would you have way. the entirety of your oxygen supply supplied by one tiny little box? Spread out, people. Spread out. Yeah. Safeguard, would you? Um, <laughs> the scene that everyone's talking about that was described to me, I listened to a podcast saying, there is a scene in this movie that's either going to go down as a fantastic goddamn scene that everyone wants to talk about or a fucking terrible scene that everyone wants to talk about. It is, <laughs> of course, the Beastie Boys scene. Yeah. I liked it. I liked it. I really wish the trailers hadn't spoiled that choice of music. Uh, yeah, me too. I think if you imagine, if you, if you hadn't seen the Beastie Boys trailer... And you just went into the movie, and then like you hit, you see the bit where it's like, like Jayla's li- listening to like old like rap metal and grunge yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, oh, that's cool. I didn't think that was coming back when yeah. that house. I didn't know. And then you get from Sabbath. I'm like, oh, this is actually kind of good. It was kind of stupid in that their plan to disrupt everything was just to play Beastie Boys really loudly at them. It was dumb, and I loved it. It was dumb, and it great that that bit when the 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 frankly just skimming along the top of all these explodey ships. Yeah, the bit when when the the guy from Heroes says turn it up, and it happens to be timed at the. Yeah, <laughs> that was a bit stupid. And it, it, and they have the same problem as that Tie Fighter next to Darth Vader, in that they just hear a loud noise and then originally they just and they just, like straight away pull hard right, hard left, hard right, and just crash into each other. Because apparently the Beast of oh. Boys is that terrible that they just go no. <laughs> it's so offensive to their ears. They go no. I, I did enjoy the whole thing where it's like it's really loud. And someone goes, "Is this classical music?" Yes. <laughs> yeah. I was like, "That's perfect." Like that's that's and even Spock's like. <laughs> um, yeah. That was a really good scene. I liked all the stuff that happened inside the base. With, yeah, that was really the, good. With Bones chasing him in the little ship, and you could see the Franklin coming under the water. That was cool. That was awesome. Um, I really liked the the explosion of the Enterprise. That was a really cool scene. Uh, like, and I thought it'd be a quick thing. Like, Kral would just turn up, and five minutes later, the fucking Enterprise gone. That's like a good fifteen to twenty minute scene of like the detaching of all the parts and the discs scraping yeah. along the mountains. Yeah, and like how, the, how like they're that. trying to keep things together and they're trying to save people and they're trying to get the tactical advantage even at this point. Yeah. I really liked it. It was good. I think that's what Star Trek brings that maybe other like sci-fi things doesn't. Is that kind of they're more about planning and strategy than like just balls out, just shoot everything. Yeah. Like the, the chain of command, you see it kick into gear and then people start doing their jobs. I like that about these Star Trek but, movies. Like, I, was, uh, I was seeing the movie with with a big Trek fan and they, they described the so like, dis- the disassembly and the destruction of the Enterprise as like as one of those big moments for them. And they're like, oh, that's really cool. And like, as you said, it's like when the Falcon came back for you. I'm like, don't you even... Dare no, compare it to when the Falcon lightly like like it's, it's not on the same level like seeing the Falcon again after like ten uh, yeah like thirty odd years thirty odd years like that's mm. that's 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 a memory 
But like watching the Enterprise get blown up on it to get rebuilt later. The on. Enterprise gets blown up all the goddamn time. It's not a thing. Oh, and they've changed uh, the very ending note of the movie where we where we left off, which I thought was quite fitting. It was a case of everyone's having a party and they've all agreed to stay on the Enterprise. Fun times for everyone. Um, and they, it's no longer the five year mission; it's the continuing mission, which yeah. is what they changed it to in the TV series, so they could do more missions, which was great. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. It's it's. It did what it needed to do. Yep. And it's probably going to make a sub, not substantial, a decent amount of money and they'll probably do the fourth. I, I they've already pretty much confirmed that the fourth one's going to be a thing. Hmm. So so that's okay. And again, if they bring I would be okay if Justin Lin came back. I'd be okay because he again he put together some good action scenes. The the kind of I missed the interplay between the characters. I think characters suffers at the at the hands of, of action here. But again, you got the destruction of the Enterprise, very very fun scene. You got the 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 uh, dirt bike scene, which was pretty cool. You had the the Beastie Boys scene, and you had the scene inside the space station. It's four it's four more standard scenes that I can think of above Into Darkness. Yeah, I don't think there's. I, I having just recently watched Into Darkness. I don't think there's anything on the scale of of, of these really. Um, but just to end and the final note where I, I walked out the movie and I was like, I enjoyed it, but it didn't feel important. Yeah, this, when I said at the start of the episode, it felt like a bottle episode. It did feel, for all the positives and negatives of that comparison, it felt like something that could have not happened and you could have had another sequel to Into Darkness and you wouldn't have missed this movie necessarily. It doesn't feel like at the end of the movie we've really changed the status quo at all, really. Because they're even back on the Enterprise. They rebuilt that fucking thing straight away. Yep. So, yeah, it didn't feel important. See, that's that's what felt important about the first movies. When we was first see the Enterprise get built in the 2009 Star Trek movie, yep. I was like, oh, that thing's gargantuan. It's awesome. That's cool. And we get to see everybody come onto the ship for the first time. Whereas, like, we're used to everyone now. Maybe Jayla returns for the fourth movie. We yep. have to see her stop being... Uh, not a not a foul mouth scavenger, but like someone who's just a bit more forceful with things, yeah, as opposed yeah. to learning how to be a part of Starfleet. Yeah. Which, is, which is like that, that's something that the TV show has played with a number of times, like with Seven of Nine um, in Next Generation, or yeah. is it the next one after that? I can't remember. Um, so there's nowhere I don't feel like apart from bringing back Dead Dad, um, yeah. there is nowhere else for this to go. Well, I always thought at some point they would start introducing next generation stuff. So we would have a Picard. Oh, God, in. no, don't recast Picard. No, I'm Just not... bring Picard in. He I'm hasn't saying, aged any. We can bring in James McAvoy and shave him bald again, and we can have. Is, him... is that what James McAvoy's job is now? He's, he's just replacement Patrick <laughs> Stewart just... from now on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I thought that could have been how they extend the series past, you know, because I, I thought it, it wouldn't leave past JJ leaving. We've got this movie out now, it's done fine, critics seem to be responding to it pretty well, fans seem to be responding to it pretty well, it's made a decent amount of money, so we're going to get a fourth movie. I think if you start introducing, because that could be a new spin on things, so obviously you're not going to get rid of your main cast, but if you started introducing the likes of, of um, Picard and others from Next Generation, <laughs> like, like, um, Riker. Worf. Worf and Riker and Worf Data and, and stuff like that. Yeah, Data and, and, and Quark. And Quark? Quark's the year guy, right? Yeah. Yeah, Quark. I think. Um, I and and Will Wheaton. Um, <laughs> that could be a thing you could Wes- do. Wesley Crusher, recast him. That'd be interesting. So, He's bringing Will Wheaton. He's a fucking pandering little shit anyway. <laughs> Sorry, that was really bad. <laughs> Let's put the knives away for Will Wheaton. <laughs> but yes, 
We both. I told you, Michael, you would like Star Trek. It, I didn't say I didn't like Star Trek. I knew I wasn't going to like Into Darkness that much, though. No, I still like Into Darkness. I think it gets a bad rap. Anyway, you can find me on Twitter at the Goodreads. You can go and check out some articles that I promised are on the way on failentertainment.com. Better be. Uh, of course, you can go to fansdemon.com if you want to see videos, podcasts, articles, and more. You can go to Facebook, Twitter, mine, uh, SoundCloud, and Minds. Go and find us under the username FowlENT. That's Fowl E-N-T. And, of course, for the next, depending on when I put this up, for the next, like, 20, 30-odd days, something like that, you can still catch me on Channel 4's The Job Interview on the All 4 Catch-Up service. Big money, Mike. Big money. So thank you for listening to this episode of Popscorn. Next one should be Suicide Squad. It is indeed, and it, that will be that. That's so far proving to be quite the divisive movie. Yeah, man. I mean, it's almost as if DC have got done got a bad track record for divisive movies. Who knew? Hmm. Anyway, uh, unless we think of anything else that we need to cover, because we have, we've only just got Finding Dory uh, here in the UK. I've seen it. I need to catch up on with you in that. But I've found myself watching a lot more TV. Recently, I'm going to start Stranger Things in the next couple of days. I've seen the first three episodes. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. Awesome. Uh, I've finished BoJack Horseman Series 3. I, really I started like watching Mr. Robot. Yeah. I fucking hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's important and I should carry on watching, but I fucking hate hackers. That's the problem with a lot of this TV stuff now. There's too much to watch. Everything is pain. <laughs> You're all mindless zombies. I'm like, mate, you do computers. That's going to be your after a suicide squad, isn't You're an it? IT guy, you bastard nerd. Yeah, probably. Um, oh, well. <laughs> you can find out what happens on that podcast on the next episode of Pop Score. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye.